Hello, everyone. Welcome to Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Castanis. This is episode 111, season five, episode 111. And today's date is March 12th, 2022. And thank you for joining me today on this episode. Uh, it's going to be very fun and interesting. I will talk about uh, a well-known furniture store uh, company, John M. Smith. Or you say Smythe, you know, the, as they say in the old commercials. I'll talk about a little about that. And also, I will talk about, uh, kind of off topic, it's about Louise from Sesame Street. He, uh, the actor who played um, passed away this week. And I will talk about my memories of watching him on Sesame Street. It should be very interesting. And uh, a couple more things I will discuss as well. Uh, right now, the program will go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by Pillsbury Streusel Swirl Cake. <laughs> I remember this cake. And then commercial came, came out in 1975. And here it is. How do you fit a round cake into a square pan? Can't be done. Yes, it can. But Streusel Swirl's a round cake. Oh, yeah? How did you do that? With these and a 13 by 9 pan. Same rich, moist cake. Same delicious filling. Same crunchy topping and glaze all in one box. See a snack cake that's fancy enough for company. Here's one for you. How do you make it disappear? Streusel Swirl Dessert Cakes from Pillsbury. The round cake in a square pan. Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial for Pillsbury Streusel Swirl Cake. Uh, that looked delicious when I viewed the commercial on YouTube. And, um, you know, I'm a, that's one of my guilty pleasures. I like coffee cakes, those kinds of cakes. I like that, you know, of course, chocolate. You know, everyone loves that. Okay, um, before I get started with the show, I want to mention one thing. Uh, yesterday, uh, I posted a picture of a shamrock shake. <laughs> the reason I did this is for the past month, I've been taking a, a new medication for my blood pressure. I, had, uh, I went to urgent care about a month ago and my, my blood pressure went sky high. And uh, so we, and uh, they recommend you call your doctor and tell them all about it. So I went to see the doctor after that, prescribed me a new medication. And uh, it was, it took, time to get used to it and but it works now i'm doing much better but the problem is it curbed my appetite it's like it, i don't feel hungry all the time you know i'm always have a hearty appetite but uh i eat less and less and less you know at dinner time i don't have seconds i just don't, don't finish my food you know sometimes my mother gets mad at me <laughs> i'm used to that but it's coming back a little bit. So yesterday, uh, I went out, did some errands, and I had a crate in my appetite returned for a brief time. And I had a craving for a shamrock shake. And I always have a shamrock shake every year at this time. It's tradition for me. 
And I went there and got one. I didn't have any food. I wasn't that hungry. So, and I had a, not a big, I had a big, not a big one, a medium one. And it was delicious. I loved it. So that satisfied me. But uh, slowly my appetite is coming back. But I have to wait to see what the doctor will say when I see him in about two weeks. You know, maybe it's the medication, maybe it'll be something else. But this is, it's strange. I'm just not eating much. I have no appetite at all. Maybe that's a good thing because I've lost some weight. I, I can feel it, you know. And uh, health-wise, I'm doing okay. I'm doing fine. Uh, should go see the urologist on April 27th for my six-month checkup for my prostate cancer. Uh, been cancer-free for four months now. And uh, I pray to God everything will be okay. All right, let's go now. Let's go back to have, talk some fun. To some fun, excuse me. At the beginning of the program, I talked. To, I'm going to talk about John M. Smith Furniture Comp Company that was located in Chicago and had other locations. And uh, I also want to talk about Louis Louis from Sesame Street and the actor who played him. His name was Emilio Delgado. So I'll give you. Uh, I'm going to talk about that first. And uh, he passed away on March 10th. Uh, he was 81 years old and, uh, he was well known for Louise on Sesame Street. He owned the Mr. Fix-It shop and, uh, he was one of the, one of the first Hispanics that owned his own business and you saw it on television. That was very, uh, innovative, not innovative, but very, uh, wonderful to see that. And, uh, I remember him the first time I saw him was in the early 70s. I lived in Roseland neighborhood in Chicago. Uh, you know, he, his English was impeccable, but his Spanish was beautiful. He's, of course, because he was, because uh, he's Mexican. And uh, I was fascinated by that, uh, by, by, you know, of course, with the Muppets and all that, but then also the adults. And uh, he ran the Mr. Fix's shop uh with uh another actor his name was Raul Julia and he played Raphael and uh they debuted in 1971 so Sesame Street debuted in 69 but they, they those guys came 2 years later um but Julia left 1 year he only stayed 1 year but he was so memorable he seemed like a nice man i remember one Episode he argued with our Oscar the Grouch and it was so funny. <laughs> it was hilarious, but he was a very patient man. But I wish he stayed. But you know, but he had a very wonderful career. Uh, we know him as Gomez a Adams in the movies of the Adams family. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away of, uh, quite a while. And uh, so uh, Emilio Delgado stayed for a long time on Sesame Street, a long, long time. And um, he stayed until 2016 and because his contract was a renewal, because they were uh, changing, Sesame Street was changing. Uh, and um, he, he, particip he participated in some sketches, I remember that. And uh, also, there was a, another Hispanic character. Her name was Maria, and it was Sonia Manzano. And uh, she was on the show for a long time, too. And uh, in 1988, uh, 
Luis and Maria fell in love, and they got married and had a child. And uh, a lot of people believe they were a couple, and they were not because they were, I think both of them were married in real life to other people. And uh, the episode aired in 1988. Uh, I think I saw a clip of that on television, and it was so convincing that they were a real couple, but no, and then all the Muppets were in attendance and the adults. It was kind of funny. I think Big Bird wore a tuxedo or a big bow tie. And so uh, that, was a, that was a very um, pivotal episode, very, uh, very famous. And also, uh, Emilio Delgado acted in other movies, television. So if you catch old reruns in the 70s and 80s, you'll see them. Like that. That's amazing, you know. He was like, for example, on Canon Police Story, Lou Grant, Falkencrest. He was on Quincy, if you remember those shows, you know. Um, so he was a wonderful actor. Yeah. And it's a shame because what I remember when they announced his death, it was sad, you know, because he was part of our lives. I always say that to actors and people that we grew up with, you know, and uh, he's like a very nice man, very nice man indeed. Okay. Right now, I'll talk about John M. Smith, uh, the company. And uh, I had looked up some history, and this company started uh, a long, long time ago, in the 19th century. Even, I think, 1867, I believe, or around there, right before the Chicago Fire, which is amazing. You know, it, it was that long that this uh, it was in business, and it was owned by John and Smith, or Smythe, you know. And uh, it was like, I don't know if his name, I think his name had the E at the end, but I think they uh, later on they dropped, he dropped the E, I think he did, I don't know. And then, but some say John and Smith. So during the commercials that you watched, in Chicago, when you were growing up, it was John M. Smith. And then you say Smythe, that was the logo. It was kind of funny, but people said John M. Smith. And the company was located first on 150-166 West Madison. And that was, uh, the address numbering was different back then. It was not in the loop. It was not in the Chicago loop. Of course not. It was like east of Halstead which is, I think, 800 West now, regular Greek town. So it was there until over 50 years it was there. And uh, it ran, and uh, he ran it for a long time, and they had some very popular, very uh, items. They had uh, couches, chairs, lamps, um, carpeting, they did sell carpeting, I believe. And uh, so it was, uh, they did mail orders, you know, at the time. And uh, so it was there until 1950, 1958. Also, they sold uh, gramophones, if you know Victrola's in the old days, you know, before like like uh, record players, but it was called. And then you had like a big horn <laughs> like that. And uh they, they sold like hotcakes. Yeah, they really did. So, so it was on it was on the west side of Chicago for 86 years. Then it moved to uh, the location that a lot of people 
remembered. It was at 703 on Michigan Avenue between Madison and Washington to a very nice building. And whenever you visit downtown during the 50s through the, I don't know, 70s or 80s, you would see John M. Smith. You would see the the logo, the big lettering if you're driving on Lakeshore Drive or Columbus Drive or Michigan Avenue, of course, real close, you would see John M. Smith. And I remember that because when I was little, they used to have the Greek... uh, Greek American parades. Uh, I marched in one of those, and uh, it was on State Street. But sometimes it was on Michigan Avenue. I think it was. Maybe I'm wrong. But I remember on State Street. And uh, the funny story is, when we saw people we knew from our church or anywhere, my mother would tell, "Meet us at the Lion," which she meant the Art Institute. <laughs> she didn't know how to say that. She just called it the Lion because the lions were on display there. I still laugh at that. And it was pretty, it was probably across the street from the John M. Smith. And uh, the company ran ran by his by John M. Smith's four grandsons. And uh, one was William P. Smith. That was uh, and there was also John M. Smith the third. He was uh, William P. Smith was the president. John M. Smith III was vice president, and the other officers was the treasurer and brothers and cousins, you know, Nelson E. Smith. And, um, you know, people got married and all that, et cetera. And so it was a very a family-owned business, and it really did. And they ran the business wonderfully. And uh, according to some sources, their furniture was top-notch, beautiful, and uh, then they expanded. And then um, they opened a division called Homemakers, which we're very familiar with that. And it was a division of John M. Smith. And uh, the first one that opened, I believe, was in Schaumburg near by Woodfield Mall in early Probably at the time this Schaumburg, uh, not Schaumburg. Whitfield Mall opened in 1971. So there's a, I have a photo of that. And that's, uh, and then expanded to Downers Grove and they opened one at Ford City Shopping Center right near my old neighborhood. I remember that. I think we bought a few items there. I think we did. I think we bought maybe a dresser or, um, I don't know about a bed, maybe a bed we bought. I have to ask my mom again. And uh, beautiful stores, beautiful stores. And uh, the one, uh, what's famous about home homemakers is its spokesperson, and that was actress Shelley Long, who played Diane Chambers on Cheers. And she was a, uh, you knew her from that, of course, and from Cheers and other uh, acting roles. So right now I'm going to play a commercial of uh, homemakers that, uh, that, that spokeswoman Shelley Long did <laughs> and this is from uh probably late 70s or uh, no this is right right around she's going to start with cheers so here's the homemakers commercial with shelly long enjoy maybe you never noticed but homemakers doesn't have furniture sales the reason is we can't our everyday prices are so low we simply can't reduce them but check for yourself 
Check Homemaker's prices against special sale prices at any other store and see if our everyday prices aren't as low or lower. And remember, it's not low price furniture. It's good furniture at low prices. Every day. Homemakers, Woodfield, Downers Grove, Orland Square, and North Avenue. Okay, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial. Uh, those were very memorable when you grew up in Chicago watching Homemakers with Shelley Long. Also without her, because she went to Hollywood. And uh, I'll tell you a little bit about her, uh, her career. I'm not going to go her entire career. I'm going to talk about how she got, uh, how we knew her in Chicago, that is. And uh, she was born in Fort Wayne, Indiana. She came, uh, graduated, she studied drama at Northwestern University, but she didn't graduate. And then uh, she went to Second City. She joined there. And um, then in 1975, she uh, joined a show called Sorting It Out. It was on WMAQ TV, Channel 5. It aired on Sunday nights with, uh, with another person. His name was Bob Smith, and he was a reporter for the Chicago Daily News. And it was a weekly magazine Sunday on Sundays. And uh, I remembered this program very well. Uh, it was on, um, it, uh, it, I'm sure it re-ran, probably did, the second time, probably, in the, probably on the Saturdays. But I remember, it was a very good show. It really was. And uh, it ran for uh, a few years. And let's see. So let's see. She left the show in 1977, I believe. So she was only there for a few years. And then uh, then she went to Hollywood. And then she appeared in a lot of commercials. Um, but no, first she made commercials in Chicago. So she made the Homemakers commercial, excuse me. And then she also made other commercials as well. So she, she made a ton of them. I think you could find some others on YouTube. And then she started uh, working in television. She appeared on an episode of Love Boat and uh, also Trapper John MD. She was on MASH. She did that. And uh, also she was in Caveman, that movie. <laughs> I remember that with Ringo Starr. And uh, her big role was Night Shift. And that was a movie in 1982. I saw this movie at Fort City East Theater in Chicago. And it starred Michael Keaton. And um, Ron Howard directed it. And uh, Henry Winkler, the Fonz, played in that movie. Okay. And she was in another movie, uh, probably forgettable, with Tom Cruise called Losing It. And she was, uh, you know, I never seen the movie. I've seen clips of it. But uh, then she got an audition and she got the role of Diane Chambers in Cheers. And she's well known for that. And her career just took off. And uh, it was a good show. I liked it. And she was very snooty, you know, full of herself most of the time. And uh, you know, disliked by most people on the show, probably behind the scenes. That's a rumor. She only stayed there for about uh, five seasons, and then she left. But she did return for the final episode of Cheers, so that was good. And uh, I liked her, and she's still acting to this day. So that's good. But 
when I think of Chanel Leon, I think of just homemakers. I didn't think of her as Diane Chabers from Cheers, but just a homemaker, homemakers commercial. Isn't that funny? That's very funny like that. So anyway, back to John M. Smith. Uh the company ran for a long time, and uh, then there was competition, and things changed. And, uh, like, for example, there were other uh, furniture stores uh, in the Chicago area that were competitive. Like, for example, uh, Nelson Brothers, Aronson. There was uh, Harlem Furniture. Remember that? Uh I remember District Furniture to Semkin. I think that was on North South Ashland Avenue. You know, I remember those uh, jingles and uh, you know TV commercials that you and uh, so homemakers. Uh, it's it uh, stood around. So the last stores closed in 2005, and it was in business for almost 140 years. Wow. Imagine that. It's a long time, you know. It's a shame because it was a wonderful store. They had uh, quality things. You know, they had wonderful things there. And uh, anyone who's from Chicago will remember that store distinctly. I would, too. So that's a shame. Okay. So this will be a very short uh, episode. <laughs> um but uh, thank you for joining me on this uh, wonderful uh, show. I talked about the Emilio Gatto, who played Luis on Sesame Street, that passed away uh, this week at the age of 81. Also, I talked about John M. Smith, uh, the furniture company. And also, I've gone into more detail with Shelly Long as a spokesperson for homemakers. Okay. Uh, I won't do a podcast tomorrow. You know, usually I do two on the weekend, but I have some things to take care of tomorrow on Sunday. I'll probably do one on Tuesday. We'll see. Because uh, maybe I'll talk about St. Patrick's Day. That would be kind of fun. Because St. Patrick's Day is coming up, and that's in this coming Thursday. Uh, it's a nice holiday. It's famous for Chicago with the Green River, Shamrock Shake go into the bar, have a Guinness. No, that sounds like fun. Okay, so this is Pete Costanas, and this is episode 111 of, Chicago, of Vanish Chicago Land Stories, the podcast. Uh, thank you again for joining me. Uh, everyone have a good day, and here is Ray Rayner with a little traveling music saying bye-bye for now, and bye-bye for me. See you soon. Take care, everybody. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye.